Welcome to the grammar and phrases video of the family section in Duolingo Japanese. Now in case you missed it, I've placed a link in the description below for the vocabulary video covering this section that you'll not want to miss. As in this video, you're definitely going to be using a lot of new vocabulary. Alright, ready to go? Grab that notebook of yours, hit that subscribe button, because you are about to learn a lot of new Japanese phrases. However, before getting too ahead of ourselves here, let's first cover some key grammar insights that will make the following phrases in this video much easier to understand. Starting with the no particle. Now the no particle as taught so far is used to mark an object belonging to a subject. Mm, what the heck does that mean? Well, in case you forgot, take a look at this phrase. Watashi no sushi desu. That is my sushi. As watashi meaning I is followed by the no particle, this means whatever object comes after that no particle simply belongs to I, the subject stated. In this case, lucky me, it looks like I have some sushi here. So long story short here, what we had now been taught in this section is that the no particle is also used to transform words like I, you, he, she, and they to possessive versions such as my, yours, his, hers, and theirs. All as a result of simply placing that no particle after the subject. Pretty cool stuff here. Let's move on. As we are now on the subject of particles, why not take a look at one more that was commonly used throughout this section that really hasn't shown up that much in Duolingo so far, and that would be the mo particle. Take a look at this one in action. Chichi mo, haha mo, genki desu. My father and my mother are well. In this example, the mo particle means something along the lines of and, my, or also. Now if you, just like myself, were wondering why not just use the no and the to particle, such as to say, Watashi no chichi to haha desu. Watashi no meaning my, then chichi to haha meaning father and mother using the to particle to connect these subjects. In my mind, this works perfectly fine. However, I by no means am a native Japanese speaker. Oh, by the way, I happen to know one. Let's ask her. Both of them are exactly the same, just how it's expressed is different. And which one I will use more? I probably would use the first one, Chichimo Hahamo Dentless, to answer uh, to someone who asked me how my parents are. Yeah, Chichi to Hahawa Dentless sounds just like the statement, because you know the, uh, the structure of grammar A wa B desu. A wa B desu. So chichi to haha wa genti desu. It's exactly the same uh, grammar as A wa uh, B desu, which is A is B. And then when you use wa particle in that way, um, it just shows the statement. So even though there's, a, there's no one asked you about your parents, you could just say chichi to haha wa genti desu, just all of a sudden. So uh, conversationally, I would use chichi mo haha mo genti desu. Now one more question here, is mo only used to connect nouns? The mo particle is used to indicate the similarity between two things or more. Um, so for example, like um, if I say pizza wo tabemasu, right after if I say sushi mo tabemasu, 
Sushi mo tabemasu. Sushi is a you know sushi, right? And tabemasu is to eat with a, a pleasant ender. So in the same context, I could have said I eat pizza and I eat sushi as well. So mat mo particle kind of covers the part as well because sushi, pizza they have the similarity, which is I eat both. Uh, I hope that makes sense. You could also say. Uh, so like uh, there are two uh, objects, Chisa and Kyle, and both of them like sushi. So the similarity is uh, uh, the fact that both of them like sushi. Another secret weapon provided to us in this section was the secret power behind the following kanji character, Hito, which also can be translated as Jin, meaning person. Now. I bet you didn't know that this kanji character is also used to mark the counter type for people, nin. With this in mind, take a look at these examples so you can recognize how this works in written context. Example 1, Nihon Jin, meaning Japanese person, Nihon Jin. Futari, meaning two people. Now if you don't quite yet understand what a counter is, I suggest playing through the counting section of Duolingo and also watching that review episode on this channel. And now that all the key grammar insights are out of the way, I believe that you are now ready to jump into the official key phrases within this section. Let's begin with the first example. When it comes to speaking with your family in Japanese, here are the first essential greetings that you must know. Anytime you or another member of your family leaves the house, the proper phrase to say goodbye is itekimasu, meaning I'll leave and we'll come back. Now here's the fun part. Anytime you hear someone say this phrase, here is the rule. You must respond by saying itarashai, meaning take care. It's just how it works. So make sure you memorize these phrases as they are key. Now, let's take a look at what needs to be said upon your arrival when you come back home. Tadaima. And there you have it. When you come back home, the magic word to use is Tadaima, meaning I'm home. Also, when this phrase is heard, the proper response is Okarinasai, meaning welcome back. Now that all the greetings are out of the way, it's time to dig into some phrases that require a bit more grammatical focus. So let us begin by asking the question, do you have siblings? Check it out. Kyodai wa imasu ka? Do you have siblings? This phrase is simple. Literally, you just state the word for siblings, kyodai, mark it with the wa particle, then end it with imasu ka? Do you have? in the question format. So again, the structure of this phrase is subject, wa, do you have. If you have watched the vocabulary video on this section, then you would remember that kyodai means siblings in general or just brothers. So with this in mind, I have a question. As kyodai means brothers or siblings, would kyodai wa arimasu ka mean do you have brothers or siblings? How do you differentiate the two here? Uh, simply kyodai means siblings. It doesn't just only mean brothers. It could be brother and sister or two sisters or more or three sisters. So if you wanted to clarify if uh, someone has only brothers, you just need to ask. Kyodai just means siblings. 
To follow up on the previous phrase, if you are to be asked how many siblings someone has, how might you answer? Kanojo wa onesan ga She has four older sisters. The structure behind this phrase is subject, who you are talking about, in this case, kanojo, meaning she. Then the wa particle to mark who we are talking about. Then we have our secondary subject, the sibling type. In this case, onesan, meaning older sister, which we can mark with the ga particle to emphasize the subject of older sister and nothing else. If we are to use the wa particle here to mark this subject, it could imply that she might have other siblings as well. So ga is great in this case to focus only on older sisters. And next up in this phrase, we state the amount of siblings using the nin counter for people. Then of course we have imas meaning to have. Now so far throughout my Duolingo experience, it seems pretty clear to me that in a Japanese sentence, the structure generally follows as so. Subject followed by count or amount, and then we have a verb to end it all. Now, this probably isn't a hard set rule. However, keeping this in mind has really helped me out so far when I'm trying to put together a sentence and I don't really know what I'm doing. So I wanted to share that one with you. Now that you're familiar with the phrase structure of how to state how many siblings one has, let's take a look at another example that came up in this section that is slightly different in structure, such as to state how many children you have. Kodomo ga rokunin imas. I have six children. Notice how in this phrase, compared to the previous example, how the subject of who is omitted. As we are not talking about someone else anymore, the main subject is no longer needed to be stated. Generally, when the subject is yourself in a Japanese sentence, it is commonly omitted. As a result, the structure of this phrase now begins with the subject of ours that we are counting. Children. Kodomo. The subject is then followed by the ga particle. Next up comes the amount in this case, rokunin, meaning six, using the nin counter for people. Then this phrase, just like the last example, ends with imas, meaning to have. The next phrase I would like to review is one that will allow you to state information about a relative or someone else's relative. Kare no onisan wa jugakusei desu. His older brother is a middle school student. The structure for this phrase is the following. Subject, who we are talking about, which in this case is kare no onisan. And remember, when you put no particle after a subject such as kare no, it now means his, and we're following this directly with the subject we wish to talk about. So his older brother. And now we mark our subject, his older brother, with the wa particle, and then we follow our subject with the description that we wish to say, which in this case was Chugakusei, meaning middle school student. Then of course, we complete our statement with the sentence ender des. So once again, we have kare no, meaning his, then onisan, meaning older brother, the wa particle to mark our subject, then we have chugakusei des, meaning middle school student. Now in case you're wondering why the wa particle was used in this sentence rather than ga, as we are not comparing his older brother to anything else, uh, let's ask Chisa her thoughts on why Duolingo taught us in this phrase using wa and how she would say this one. So the reason why Duolingo used the wa particle instead of ga particle is just I think because there's no need to emphasize the fact uh, his older brother is a middle high school student. It's just a simply a fact. So with the wa particle, 
you could just only pretty much simply show the statement about something. However, with the gut particle, you pretty much bring a lot of attention to a noun that comes right before gut particle. For example, let's say I was at school and looking for a middle school student by saying, who is a middle school student uh, in Japanese? It would sound like, Dare ga chugakusei desu ka? Dare ga chugakusei desu ka? Dare is who? And the ga, uh, again, like the ga particle, um, ga particle just brings the, the spotlight attention to who and the middle school uh, student is chugakusei. And then now you can use the gut particle just as I used the two question um, by saying, Kare no onisan ga chugakusei desu. Kare no onisan ga chugakusei desu. So with the gut particle, you actually bring a whole attention to his older brother. Tan tan. Now so far we have covered quite a bit in this section. How you doing? All good over there? I hope so, as in this next phrase we're about to cover is going to be how to ask, let's say, how someone's parents are doing. Let's check it out. Go ryoshin wa o genki desu ka? How are your parents? This phrase is a combination of some previous knowledge and some new. You may remember o genki desu ka, meaning how are you? Or are you well? This phrase, however, has just one slight addition to it, and that is the subject go ryoshin meaning parents in a polite way. Now one thing to note here is ryoshin means parents. However, in this phrase we are saying go ryoshin, which simply just implies more respect. Now this I found a bit confusing, as so far we had been taught if you want to show more respect, you place an o in front of a subject, such as o genki desu. So why now the go? So first of all, um, go and o, they are exactly the same. Uh, just in kanji. However, they are pronounced differently. It just depends on the type of uh, nouns. And then uh, as far as I understood so far, uh, Japanese apparently has two different types of word. And the first is wago. Wago is originated in here Japan. And then the second one is uh, called kango. And kango originally came from China. If you wanted to speak politely by uh, paying respect to a noun, uh, noun that is wago, which is uh, originally from Japan, uh, you use o instead of go. So for example, kane, which is money, is, would be like okane. And hana, flower, is ohana. ohana. The next two phrases that we will cover will most likely be a very common topic of conversation, and that would be stating where a relative lives or where a relative is from. So let's start by learning how to state where a relative lives. Ryoshin wa nihon ni sundeimasu. My parents live in Japan. In this phrase, you will start by stating the subject, which in this case is ryoshin, meaning parents. You'll notice I did not say Go Ryoshin, the extra polite version, as I'm speaking about my own parents and not someone else's. So, after marking the subject with the wa particle, you can then state the location they live in, which in this case, I chose Japan. After the location comes the ni particle, which as we all know is used to mark a location to be connected to a following verb, which in this case is sundemasu, meaning to live in. Now that you can state where a relative lives, Let's see how we can state where they are from, such as their birthplace. 
using an older familiar phrase, shushin desu. Now this phrase that I've chosen from Duolingo as an example is structured slightly differently than the previous example. So let's investigate the how and why. Watashi no ene wa Tokyo shushin desu. My older sister is from Tokyo. First off, notice how in this phrase, the subject referring to yourself, watashi no, meaning my, is used rather than being omitted. This is so we can connect the following subject, ane, meaning older sister, to myself, watashi, and create one whole new subject, my older sister, watashi no ane. Now that we have established that, we can officially mark that subject with the wa particle and continue along with this phrase. Next up, you'll also notice that Tokyo, the location, is not marked by the ni particle before we end the phrase with shushin desu. The reason for this, to the best of my knowledge so far, is that shushin is simply not a verb. So we have no use for the ni particle as this particle is used to mark a location, do a verb, or time. And in this case, neither of those are following the location. Now I don't know about you, but that last phrase was a bit much for my brain to understand. So let's have a quick chat with Chisa to help ease the processing here. In the previous example phrase, would you say watashi no or would you omit the subject watashi no and just start with ane? Uh, I would just say either way, if I feel like taking time to ex uh, extend the length of sentence, I would just say watashi no ane wa Tokyo shushin desu, my sister is from Tokyo, but you could also omit watashi no, keep it simple. Let's now utilize some new vocabulary and see how it can be used within a phrase. Now I chose to focus on the word dare, meaning who, as I still often get confused between dare, meaning who, with dore, meaning which. I'll get over it at some point, I hope. But in the meantime, check out this example. Kare wa dare desu ka? Who is he? This phrase is pretty straightforward. However, it's quite useful. The structure of this phrase is subject, in this case, kare, meaning he, the wa particle to mark he as the subject, then our new word dare, meaning who. Plus, of course, deska to end this statement in a question. Now, one simple modification that we can make to this phrase is, if we replace dare, who, with doko, meaning where, now this phrase means where is he. Simple, yet powerful. And now it's time to take this question to the next level. Let's learn how to answer the question. Here's the phrase. Kanojo wa toire ni imasu. She is in the restroom. Looking at the structure of this phrase, we have subject, kanojo, meaning she, the wa particle to mark she as the subject, the location where she is, toire, meaning restroom, followed by the ni particle to mark the location to the following verb, imasu, meaning to be. It is now time for the grand finale. This next phrase is an extension of the previous example as to state where someone is. However, in this next level version, we are speaking about where someone else's family members are. So, prepare yourself for this one. Kanojo no kodomo wa gakkou ni imasu. Her children are at school. As you can see, the structure of this phrase is very similar to the previous example. However, it's a bit longer as we have one more subject to clarify in the mix here. So let's dig into the structure now. First comes our main subject that the children belong to. Kanojo no, meaning her. And then, of course, to follow the no particle, we need to state what object belongs to her. So that is kodomo, meaning children. 
So now this main subject is now her children. The wa particle now is used to mark the subject of her children. Then comes the location. Gakko, meaning school. And of course, we mark a location with the ni particle to connect it to the following verb imas, meaning to be. Now notice in the translation I said her children instead of her child. Now, since Japanese doesn't really have a difference between singular or plural, if you wanted to really specify that she has more than one child, you could also just say kanojo no kodomo tachi, as tachi is used to describe a group rather than just a single child in this case. Told you that last one was a bit of a mess, but congratulations! You have now officially made it to the end of the family section of Duolingo Review. Congratulations! Now I personally found this section to be quite challenging, which is why, as previously mentioned, I decided to split this section into two videos. Now you can find the link to the first video in this section in the description below, which is covering all the vocabulary. Now, if you found this video to be helpful, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share, like, or just leave a comment or question below, as we always love hearing from you or helping you out with any specific questions that you may have. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on any future videos within this series, such as the next episode where we will be covering the restaurant section of Duolingo. I'm really looking forward to this one. So, arigatou gozaimasu for watching this video, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.